Mm, thank God for coffee. Praise the Lord Jesus, everybody out there. I hope that you're having a wonderful day today. My son and I are just having an amazing time. Um, we're setting up our studio. We've been doing these, re uh, these recordings. And I'll tell you, I mean, the Lord is, is wonderful, just the way he goes about things. And I'll tell you, when you get in line with what he wants for you, he, uh, the sky's the limit. I don't even want to say the sky's the limit. Heaven's the limit. And if you know the word of God, it says that there's heavens upon heavens upon heavens. Amen. So the Lord knows what he's doing. I was telling my, my son a funny story. The other day, I'm at a, I'm at a public restroom at a gas station. And um, I'm washing my hands and this guy comes up to me and he says, Hey, Adrian Chavez. And I'm like, what? He goes, Adrian Chavez. And I look at him and I'm like, no, you got the wrong man, guy. And he goes, uh, oh, he goes, I thought you were my friend, Adrian Chavez. And I don't know, it was like a, a ref, like just like a instinctive reflex. Uh, I go, man, well, he, he has to be a good looking guy. <laughs> we were just talking about my son because my son, we have an old picture here. And he's like, man, dad, he says, uh. That's a that's a handsome guy right there. What happened? <laughs> you got to remember that in this life, you got to laugh. You got to laugh. You got to thank the Lord for everything. Um, I told you guys in the last episode, you got to choose choose the blessings of the Lord. Choose to be um, a, a person that looks looks forward and is not so bound to yesterday. If you're, if you're too preoccupied with what happened yesterday, you'll never have the vision to move forward. And the things of the Lord are always about today, what you're doing now, and what's going to happen tomorrow. Amen? So, episode three, we're excited. We got the ball rolling. We're getting our equipment all set up. Things are happening um, I've got this, uh, this new French press that I am just, if you don't know what, what a French press is, it's a little coffee maker where you, you put in the grounds, uh, like the, the, the grinded coffee, and then you let hot water sit in the, in the beans, in the grounded beans for a while. They, it's just amazing. If you've never had it that way, have it. I'm in love with it right now. I'm I don't even know what I'm drinking. It's it's a French roast, but it's something my sister gave me for um, I think it was my birthday or Christmas or something. I, I don't know. It was just a really good, good, good coffee. If my sister's listening, Karen, God bless you. Love you. So let's get right into it. <clears throat> we have a really cool fact today, and that is uh, who are the the greatest coffee drinkers in the world. Do, 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 do. I'll give you a second to think about it. Who are the greatest coffee drinkers in the world? And this is by nation, by country. You might say, hmm, is it the Germans? Is it the Mexicanos, the Mexicans? Is it the Chinese? I was blown off. I, I, I didn't, I'm blown away on this one. Here it goes. The greatest coffee drinkers in the world are the Finns. Can I couldn't believe it. 
So the average adult Finn, if you don't know what a, what a Finn is, they're from Finland. And the, the average adult uh, person from Finland goes through 27.5 pounds of coffee each year. That's crazy. That's, that's I, I mean, I love coffee, but that's, that's pretty good right there. You're taking us out. The average American goes through about 11 pounds a year. So, I mean, that's more than double getting, getting to triple status on us. Amen. But hey, God bless them. God bless them. Amen. Amen. All right. So we, we're, uh, we're actually reading John chapter 1. And it's been, it's been a blessing to my soul. I know that it's been a blessing to others. Uh, people have already told me how they have heard portions of the podcast. I've been showing different people, different snippets and stuff like that. And people are being blessed. And, and really what the Lord had put in my heart was that people were going to have a, a, a small way, just a little part every day of being able to receive some word being able to apply it to your life. A lot of this podcast is life application. And I really believe in, in the things of the Lord and what he's doing. And and thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Keep us in your prayers. Know this, that just because somebody's in ministry does not mean that they don't need your prayer. Um, I believe me, uh, lots of times I speak to people that say, oh yeah, well, you know, you're a pastor. You should be praying for me. I don't need to pray for you. And the truth is, is that pastors, anybody in ministry, a lot of the times the problems that are too large for people to handle that are just too much, too heavy. A lot of the times those problems are what is brought to us on a daily basis. So you got to think about that. The stress that you, people are going through sometimes, it, they, they, they look to a pastor to sit down and, and receive counsel. So just pray for your pastors. Pray for your pastors. Pray for those that are in authority over you. Pray, pray. Amen. We cannot be Christians that do not pray. And praying is not reciting a bunch of words. It isn't something, you know, praying something that's written down. Prayer is you talking to God, just sitting down and having a good conversation with the Lord and letting him know how you feel and opening your heart towards him. That's what prayer is. Amen. Okay, <clears throat> so let's get into the word of God today. John chapter one, we're going to start with verse 14. We talked about in the last episodes, uh, the testimony of John the Baptist. Amen. We talked about how the, the book of John starts out with Jesus coming in the flesh. He is the word. He's manifested on earth. He is God incarnate. And we're still going to kind of stay on that, on, that, um, on that idea. But I love where John goes with this. And there's so many blessings in what we're reading today. I pray that you obtain it, that it's a blessing to your life like it's a blessing to my life. So <clears throat> John chapter one, verse 14, I'm reading from the New King James Version. Um, grab your cup of coffee. I have mine right here. I always take a nice good sip right before I start reading. Mm. That's really good French press coffee. Okay, verse 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the father 
full of grace and truth. John bore witness of him and cried out, saying, This is he whom I said, He who comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. Verse 16, And of his fullness we have all received, and grace for grace. We're going to go over that right now. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time, the only begotten Son, who is in the bosom of the Father. He has declared him. Amen. Powerful portions of scripture here. Uh, First and foremost, he says, once again, the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. Amen. When, when the word says we beheld the glory of God is that God was revealed to us his glory, who he was, his character, who he is, I should say, is revealed to us through the person of Jesus Christ. Amen. And I, I love this part where it says the glory as of the only begotten of the father. Let me break that down for you. Okay. The word begotten. I've never heard this taught the way that I'm going to say it now. And I've heard it taught very many, <clears throat> many different ways, okay? Um, begotten, okay? The word begotten. You have to remember that the New Testament was written in Greek, amen? So because the New Testament is written in Greek, there are words in Greek that they're, they can be translated into English or Latin or Spanish, but the word itself in the in the in the original text means something a little different than what we have in the interpretation for our language. Amen. When we think of begotten, we might think of one thing, but the word that was used there by John in Greek that day was monogenus. Monogenus meaning soul, mono meaning soul or only. Amen. Meaning one or the only of one, one of a kind. Mono means like one of a kind, the soul, the soul one, the soul, the only one. Amen. So that's mono. And genus means to be brought forth. So it's, yes, it's begotten, but it's the only one that came out of or the only one that was brought forth. Okay. So he says, we beheld his glory. We beheld God's glory. We, we got to know who God is. We got to understand and know what God wanted for us through the monogenus, through the one that came, the only one that came from him. Now, this is where it's just, it gets to be awesome. Amen. Because if you read... In verse 18, it says, no one has seen God anytime. The only begotten son who is in the bosom of the father, he has declared him. You might say, well, hmm, that sounds a little weird. Why? Because it's just, it's just not how we talk today. Amen. But let me tell you this today, and I've never heard it taught this way. Okay. Monogenus means that it's the only one that has come out of God. And then verse 18 says, who is in the bosom of the father. 
What's in the bosom? Your heart. Your heart. What's in your chest? Your heart. So the King James Version says, bosom. What does that mean? That means that God, because of his infinite love for humanity, we go right to John 3.16, right? And we're going to read that. But because God loved you so much, he had to make himself in the figure of Jesus Christ to come and express his love for you and for me to show us what the Father was requiring of us and what the Father was looking from us and what the Father wanted to do because he loves us. And I believe that that is such a powerful, powerful scripture if you comprehend what God is saying here. God is saying that the only way... that you and I can get a proper depiction of God the Father, the Heavenly Father, the Creator of all things, is through Jesus Christ. And only through Jesus Christ are you and I able to establish not a religion, but a relationship with God. It is no mistake that every healing that took place, that every, everything that was done to come against the kingdom of, of darkness in the word of God after Jesus came to the earth was in the name of Jesus. Because at that name, you and I, we now receive the access from heaven to be able to now have a relationship with God Almighty. Look at verse 16, which we just we just read. Well, let's go to 15. Look at uh, 15. Amazing. John bore witness of him and cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. There's a story in the Bible where uh, Jesus is, is talking to the woman at the well and And she makes a a claim and she says, hey, are you greater than Jacob? And Jesus kind of shrugs that off and he says, yes, I was greater than Jacob. There was another moment where somebody, uh, I believe it was uh, some Pharisees, they say, well, our father is father Abraham. And Jesus says, well, you know what? I'm even before Abraham was, I was before Abraham. What does that mean? The Lord is the same yesterday, today and tomorrow Amen. And he existed from the moment of creation. And the Bible says that all things were created through him and by him and for him. What does that mean? That means that God, God the Father is manifested through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is fully human because he was born of a woman and he's also God incarnate. It is God on earth visiting his creation. Amen. And I love this. I love what he says in verse 16. And his fullness we have all received and grace for grace. If you and I were writing the New Testament right now in English, we wouldn't say and grace for grace. We would say grace upon grace. What does that mean? I want you to think about something, okay? I want you to think about in the terms of the New Testament or in the terms of those days, think about a wineskin. 
Okay, and you might say, well, why wineskin? Why wine, uh, Pastor Hyman? In those days, wine was a precious commodity because uh, drinkable, potable water was not available everywhere. They would have wells and people would have to go and fetch water. They would have to go miles to bring this water. Um, and you got to comprehend something. They had fermented wine as a way of, of having something safe to drink. Amen. They had this. They had wine. So they would store the wine in wineskins. Amen. And the moment that they had certain wine and a certain wineskin and they would drink the wine, they were done with that wineskin and it was over. So then that wineskin had to be replaced with the new wineskin. Amen. And, and why am I saying this to you? Because the Bible verse says grace for grace. When Paul is later writing in his writings to the churches, he says, I die daily. What, what does that mean? That means that you and I, even though we're in Jesus Christ, we need new grace every day. Because you and I are not perfect. You and I, we don't have it all together. Many times we're in church and we can we can play the part like we have it all together, but we really don't have it all together. I need grace every single day. The Bible, the word of God says that all men, everyone has fallen short of the glory of God. And what that means is that you and I, we can never earn heaven. Amen. What, what John was saying here is we have received the fullness. Amen. We have received, <coughs> excuse me, we've received the total interpretation the full depiction of god through the glory of jesus christ on earth and he has given us grace for grace meaning that i have not just received grace one time but i'm getting grace upon grace every single day look at verse 17 he says for the law was given through Moses. What's the law? The law was the Jewish law, the Torah. Amen. It was talking about the Ten Commandments. It was talking about the Jewish law. Amen. I believe it was 613 laws. Amen. So you got to understand something. Moses, through Moses, the law was given. And many times you, I hear Christians that will say, well, what good is it to us as Christians now? Does that mean that the law is no longer good? Absolutely not. The law is good. Even Paul says it. Do we abolish the law? No. The law is the rules of the game. Imagine if you played a sport. Imagine if you, I don't know if you like soccer. I don't know if you like basketball. I don't know if you, if you were an, an athletic type but you would not be able to play a sport if you had no rules, if you had no lines. You can't play football without, you know, the, the proper yardage or the touchdown lines or the field goal posts. There's just no way. The only way that you can have a game, and not to say that God is playing with our lives, because that's not, that's not what he's saying. There's just that you and I would not know what is good and what is bad. You and I would not know what is the standard or the barometer or what, what it is that we, you and I need to live by if we didn't have the law. God instituted the law to the Jewish people. But the law did not bring salvation. Because at the end of the day, you and I are sinners. You and I... We can't live our life without breaking one of the Ten Commandments. We can't live our lives without ever saying that we've never lied, 
that we've never cheated, that we've never stolen anything, that we've never brought false testimony, that we've never coveted something, that we've never committed any type of adultery or anything, we would be lying. And the Bible says that if anybody stands up and says, I'm sinless, you make God a liar. Amen. So it says, for the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And see, we live in a day and age today where everybody believes they're going to go to heaven. Everybody believes that eternal life is just a cakewalk, that this is the difficult, this is the difficult uh, times that we're living and that that is it. Let me tell you something. You and I, we're eternal beings. You might say, well, what do you mean, Pastor Jaime? What does that mean? We're eternal beings in the sense that, yes, we have a physical body. We have a mortal body on this earth. But inside of us, there's a spirit and there's a soul. And this spirit and this soul are meant to live forever. And one day, our body, if Jesus does not come back, our body will fail us and we will meet death. But our soul and our spirit will live on. Amen. The word of God says that the spirit goes back to God who gave it. Amen. And then our soul goes to an eternal place. You and I are made to live eternally. Amen. And many people don't like to think about that or don't like to talk about that. But I want everyone to know that death isn't something that should scare you. Death is something that is a part of our creation about of our nature everything around us slowly begins to die and that is the reality of it almost like a piece of fruit that you leave on top of a, a kitchen table it slowly begins to wither a lot like our our bodies begin to wither amen but i i have good news for you in this that grace for your soul and the truth of life are only found in Jesus Christ. And God wants to establish an active, fresh relationship with you. And it's okay to have questions. It's okay to have doubts. That's why this word was given to us. Amen. So that we could go and study the scriptures. God has given us a manual of life. And this is the burning des desire in my soul is to help people no matter in what level you are in the things of God. Maybe this is the first time you've ever heard the gospel preached. That's okay. Maybe you've been in the things of the Lord for a long time and you've done the church thing. That's okay. I want you to know today that God knows exactly where you are in life. Unlike me, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just a man that felt to start recording his thoughts and to start teaching the word of God. And I'm hoping that I'm pleasing God. And I'm hoping that you're learning with me along the way. That's my hope. Yes, I love coffee. But this podcast is about reaching you in the things of the Lord. Amen. And hoping that God, that God will come into your heart. And that he will establish something beautiful. Because I know that the Lord loves each and every one of you. It doesn't matter what you've done. No one has seen God at any time, the only begotten Son who is in the bosom of the Father. 
He has declared him. See, so you and I, without Jesus, we don't know God. Without Jesus, we are in the dark about how we should live. Without Jesus, everyone fails at every moment of every day. This is why he is the light of the world. This is why he is salvation. This is why I implore you to accept him there where you are. I, I, want, I feel this in my spirit. We're going to go ahead and do this. I don't know if anybody, if you're listening to me um, driving in your car, don't close your eyes, but you can say this. Amen. You can say this alongside with me. If you've never had a relationship with God, or maybe you had a relationship with God many years ago, and maybe you strayed away and you stopped listening, I want to invite you with me to say this prayer. I want you to say this with me. And say it with the best of your ability. I want you to picture yourself just opening a window, opening a door. And this is you. That that window and that door represent your heart. And what you're telling God is, come on in. So repeat after me there where you are. Jesus, forgive me, Lord. Forgive me if I've grown cold. Forgive me if I've lived my life like if you don't exist. I ask you, Lord Jesus, that you forgive me of my sins. I know that I need you. And I need you to be my, my Savior, my Lord, and my friend. I ask you, Lord, to come meet me where I am and help me, Lord Jesus. Help me be a better person. Help me be a better father. Help me be a better mother. Help me be a better brother, a better sister, a better friend. I want to get to know you, Jesus. And I invite you in my heart. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. God bless you, my friends. I want you to know that God hears our prayers. God is with us. He is for us and he's not against us. And in his heart, he is looking for us to, to get to know him, to grow in him, to live for him. And I pray in the name of the Lord that this would be a blessing to your life. I believe this in Jesus' mighty name. Until next episode four, I'm actually going to have a nice uh, surprise for everybody. I'm going to have a guest on uh, in episode four. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.